Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet, and I'm so happy that you've joined us again this week. Today, we have an interesting topic, I think. We are talking about a Mr. Beast YouTube video that was released quite some time ago. We're a little late here. Uh, <laughs> and I actually don't know how to set this up very well. So I'm just going to introduce my co-hosts um, and then they can explain this to you. So we have Clement, Ishita, Nika, and Nina. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Hello. It's good to be back. Yeah. Nice to have you back. Um, can one of you explain a little bit about this video and maybe set up our topic a little bit better than I just did? I can maybe give a bit of context to who Mr. Beast is in case yes. some of us don't know. That'd be great. Um, so yeah, Mr. Beast is a very popular YouTuber. Um, uh, and essentially he makes a lot of videos, um, I would say centered around charity. So giving away money um, to like great causes or people who are in need. Um, and then, you know, it kind of fluctuates between each video, but that's kind of the general theme I'd say he has. And a little while ago, um, I can't remember how long exactly from this recording, but he made a video called curing 1000 people's blindness. And in that, um, the, the video kind of talks about, um, how Mr. Beast is paying for cataract surgery for, um, roughly 1000 people. And it follows kind of, um, a few testimonials of how important it is to them, how they feel about it, the process of them getting the surgery coming out, their reactions. And then in some cases he provided, I think an extra like 10,000 to people in need. Um, so that's kind of the general video we are referring to when we talk about it here. Um, but if you guys want more context, definitely you can go watch it. I think it's still up on his channel. Yeah, so this video is actually um, from roughly five months ago. I have it in front of me right now, and it looks, yeah, about five months ago. And the video is called 1,000 Blind People See for the First Time. And uh, when this video came out, it went viral, and um, naturally a lot of uh, people who are blind and visually impaired saw it, and they went, whoa, awkward title. And um, that's kind of the setup for this conversation I think because a few of us saw it and we had a discussion about it and uh, there were some very interesting thoughts and opinions that came out of what this title was and kind of the messaging of the video so I think that is what we are going to talk about today yes thank you okay so let's back up and introduce each of you um, remind our listeners who you are your level of vision anything you want to share and maybe why why you wanted to be part of this conversation today. So hi everyone, my name is Ishta. I've been here pretty often, but I have a condition called coronary dystrophy, um, which primarily affects my central field of vision. So I can see general details pretty well, but it have issues with seeing fine details. Um, and I wanted to be a part of this conversation because when I first watched the video, I did feel a little bit uneasy, just like Clemens said with the title. And then um, generally how blindness was addressed. 
um, I felt like the tone of the video was more really addressing like blindness is something that needs to be cured and not everyone in the blindness community feels that way. So it was kind of like an assumption throughout the video and um, that kind of bothered me a bit. And I wanted to at least have this space where people who are blind with different kinds of conditions and different levels of vision could share their thoughts and be a part of this conversation. Hi, I'm Nika. I have congenital, congenital sclera cornea, which basically means that my corneas are really clouded. And I also have partial vision, pretty much like Ishta. I can only see things that are up close and I can see lights and shapes and color. And I wanted to be part of this podcast because I definitely have mixed opinions on the Mr. Beast video. I think there was good intent going into it, but I also think, and I think the impact was great, but I also think there was quite a few things in the video that were misleading. And I think as a content creator and an influencer with a big following, there is quite a bit of responsibility that comes with that to make sure that you're putting out accurate information. Hi, I'm Nina. I have Stargardt's disease, which has taken away my central vision. So basically a similar deal to Ishita and Nika. Can't see things that are far away, can't see detail. And I wanted to be part of this because when I watched this video, it kind of just made me very uncomfortable. I, I didn't like the tone of the video, but I think it's also a very interesting discussion because... You know, like Nika said, there are lots of positive things coming from it, like a thousand people being able to see again. But yeah, I mean, obviously media has a big influence on how people perceive minority communities like the blind community. And I just don't love the way that that came across. Um, hi, my name is Clement, and I have Nori disease, uh, and I've been blind since birth. Uh, absolutely no vision at all, which is uh, one of the benefits is the explanation being really, really simple. So I see nothing, and that is as far as that goes. And um, the reason I wanted to be on this podcast, um, I mean, the others already pretty much covered all of those things. And um, kind of there's, yeah, it, it my, mine is kind of a combination of all three of their uh thoughts, but also because uh, for me as a Christian, it's it's really interesting to think about this whole idea that, oh, disability needs to get fixed and we need to fix it right now, 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 um, as opposed to learning how to live with it. And this is something that I deal with a lot personally um, as somebody who, get a, who gets approached by people in church and other people in the community uh, at large, uh, especially a lot of other Christians who kind of have this idea that you know, my disability needs to be fixed and I need to see that now and I need to agree with that. And um, watching this video kind of brought a lot of that up to forefront and it the reason it made me uncomfortable was for a lot of similar reasons. Um, and like everyone else said, uh, the messaging and the title and a lot of the kind of way it was generally presented, uh, I thought left a little bit desire to be desired, even though, yeah, the intentions were good. So that's kind of why I want to talk about it a bit more and explore it. So I watched the video quite a while ago and he was curing cataracts, which are we talking like the kind of cataract surgery that everyone's having 
because they wear glasses and so that they won't have to wear glasses? Or are we talking more significant than that? Uh, there were both. So there were some people, and this is actually why, first of all, I want to bring issue to the title of the video, 1000 People See for the First Time, because a lot of the cataract surgeries were people who wore glasses and then they just got the procedure and they could see more clearly. There were a couple of people who had pretty significant um, cataracts and they were born with them, congenital cataracts. But even those people, like one only had it in his, I think, right eye. So he could still have some vision. And another one who had significant cataracts still could see light and shapes. Um, so I have issues with the being able to see for the first time. And I understand that it's the, I think, SAO or SEO and just the algorithm of YouTube and clickbait titles. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a combination of the two in terms of what types of cataracts people have. Right. So if you, interestingly, we just recorded a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about low vision and blindness and sort of the differences and the similarities and, and really like I have friends who've had cataract surgery and, you know, so that they didn't have to wear glasses for reading now. So this implication of like, they had this, he paid for this surgery and now they can see and they couldn't, like, it's definitely misleading. What do you guys think about that? The title is obviously like very much just clickbait because even within the video, one of the people that gets the surgery is this man that's like maybe late fifties or something. And they tell his little inspiring story and they like very clearly said that he only began to lo lose his vision like four months ago or something. And they do also give examples in the video of like, uh, this guy sees like this. And then the screen would show kind of a vaguely blurry image, but it was still very misleading because they didn't really provide like any explanation behind it. I'm glad you brought that up, the age demographic, because I also feel like a lot of people in the video were older and they, most of them did seem to have, you know, fit into that group of people who lost their vision relatively recently. I think like one thing that was brought up, I believe at the end, I can't remember if it was brought up throughout, but, and it was kind of addressed in his general criticism that people were giving him that he wanted to, uh, uh, like, uh, maybe not the overarching message, but a message of the video to be that this surgery um, is like 10, 15 minutes and you can pay for it and get it done. So it's kind of like the preventative healthcare side of it um, and how and the, how the whole um, medical system in America works. But I think even with that, it's still, there's a lot of, like, Clement and Nina was saying, especially what Nina was saying, where when they were going into the stories um, and when it came to more younger people, I remember there was one maybe in his 20s um, and the way that they framed it with even like the dramatic, sad music playing in the background when he was talking was like he lost his vision and now he can't drive like he literally can't do anything because he lost his vision. Like this is such a sad story. And it's, you know, I kept thinking like, that's not the case for a lot of people, you know, like there are a lot of rehabilitation options for people um, who lost their vision. And it isn't necessarily like 
the sad story that they're trying to portray in the video. I do understand they did try, wanted to like dramatize it a bit, but it's giving off this impression that people who lose their vision, um, and there is something to be said when it's later on in life and it could be an adjustment and that's definitely valid, but it isn't the case where so many people just sit, like, sit down and do nothing and, and just feel like, um, you know, like I said, there are of course challenges, but the way that they framed it was like, this man cannot do anything anymore. And this is the only thing that can fix it. And that was where my biggest issue came from with it. Yeah. And it very much kind of turns into like a feel good, warm and fuzzy, you know, ins mm -hmm. inspirational video for sure. Yeah. I actually, I wrote down because it bothered me so much. At one point he literally said, when patients go into the surgery, there's a chance that they can get their life back. And Oof. I was like, whoa. Um, I don't I don't remember him. Okay. I don't remember that, but ooh, yeah. Yeah, he said that. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I don't have a life. Thanks. It's just generally like demoralizing, I guess. It's like a lot of this stuff, it is effortful and it is a journey for sure. But it isn't like, like I said, it's like, we don't have a life. I guess what I've been doing for the past eight, nine years is not a life, but okay. Um, <laughs> it's the language really. Um, like another huge part of it is the way that it's framed around it. And it's just so, I, and like I said, I can understand when someone who's fully sighted going there, it could be very scary. Um, but it's, it's impactful on the blind community because we are seen like that a lot of the time. We're seen as someone who can't do anything or very helpless. And we've kind of talked about this in other episodes as well. And it's just kind of furthering that narrative onto us, unfortunately. So, I mean, the reality is if somebody who is actually blind, <laughs> um, you know, like totally blind and had never seen and then had a surgery to cure their blindness, um, it wouldn't actually be so straightforward it's not a simple yeah. thing of like oh i can see you want to talk about that a little bit so you know one of the things that a lot of people kind of mistake a lot of the time is the fact that they'll go oh like magic bullet surgery or cornea transplant and you'll be able to see again with no problems um what we have to realize though is the fact that uh vision of course uses certain parts of your brain and like every other muscle, if you don't use certain ones for a long time, they atrophy and they no longer work. Um, and if you stimulate it and try and make them work, it hurts. Um, and it's very, very uncomfortable and can sometimes lead to injury. And so the same thing comes uh, with this. So if someone who isn't blind, you know, for, well, let's make this easier. Um, for a lot of people who can see, uh, if you've ever been in a dark place, let's say at night or, um, if you go exploring while you're camping and it's late at night and uh, the place is really, really dark, well, the first time the light hits your eyes, you know, after an extended amount of time, it's going to feel painful uh, and your eyes are going to have to readjust. Uh, same thing if you go to, uh, from if you think about hearing, it's the same idea. If when you go to a concert, the first few minutes are really, really loud because you aren't used to that level of hearing and it's super overwhelming um, and it's essentially sensory overload and then you have to actually the only time you actually get relief is after the concert's over and you leave the venue um, 
so those are some you know kind of just two of the examples but i think the two good ones of what it would be like if somebody who was totally blind say like myself and had been blind from birth to suddenly have all of my vision back so that that is something i think that a lot of people forget and i think this video really doesn't help with that kind of image because they make it seem like such a seamless transition uh from oh little vision to lots of vision because uh what they don't mention is that a lot of people are used to seeing yeah already had vision so they're used to seeing and so when this kind of goes away yeah it is less and so what they're going back to is a level of normal that's like the volume going really really quiet and then getting back to normal Mm -hmm. as opposed to going from normal to super 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 loud uh and not being able to get away from it well the other thing is that your brain wouldn't know how to interpret what you were seeing if you had never seen so everything would be new you'd be you'd probably actually have to use your hands to touch something and then register what it was and then your brain would figure out oh this is a cup this is a spoon this is a whatever right so super time consuming and exhausting yeah. Yeah, and not to mention the very, very real possibility of going into shock uh, mm-hmm. because your brain is being hit with so much information at once uh, that it very well may not be able to handle it. Uh, and I'm not a psychologist, so I won't make myself sound like one, but that's as far as I understand. Um, yeah. I'd like to speak on that as someone who's had eye surgery earlier this year, and it's definitely not as straightforward. And before getting into kind of visual adjustments, something I want to touch on is the fact that the video really pressed the fact that most of blindness is caused by cataracts, the majority of it, and it can be fixed with a simple 10-minute procedure. And to me, I kind of found that, I don't know if offensive is the right word, but misleading because I Minimizing. Yes, minimizing, because I went through a very intense surgery that required a lot of pre-op and post-op preparations and seven months after I'm still doing things and it's not as straightforward and it's not just the 10 minute in and out surgery and I know the video was focused on cataracts and that was the main eye condition but I think again this is where I said earlier as an influencer there's a lot of responsibility and you have to be careful about how you word things Um, but when I went through my surgery right now like my right eye hurts when I have it open. It constantly feels strain. Everything is so much brighter. I have to keep remembering to bring sunglasses with me. I'm seeing like double of everything. And I don't regret my decision at all. But I think definitely it's overwhelming and it's not as straightforward and black and white. And it's not this miracle story that the YouTube video made it out to be. And that's not my lived experience. Mm-hmm. Also, black and white is a great pun, by the way. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I want to touch on, because Clement kind of talked about with hearing loss, uh, Mr. Beast did do a video on hearing loss and kind of the same theme. I don't remember what he named it, but essentially, I believe it was centered around hearing aids or some kind of implants where people could hear. So going people who are deaf or have hearing loss hearing to some level uh, higher than they were before. And uh, a lot of people in the deaf community, of course, we aren't deaf here, so I won't like kind of critique it because I don't think that's my place. But 
a lot of people in the deaf community felt kind of how we are kind of saying about blindness that it paints deafness something that needs to be cured and a lot of people don't feel like that but one thing that was somewhat praised was at the end he donated money and he talked about ASL and its value um, for people who are deaf and I think that's an important point because a lot of people do agree with that the ASL is very important to people who are deaf and you know, you can sometimes prefer it or are like, are really attached to it. So if an element of that video, of the blindness video went to braille literacy or assistive technology or something that we can benefit from, I felt like would have at least been helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Absolutely. if he took the, the criticism from the blindness video into that and, and changed stuff, but the, I, I felt like that at least had a positive impact at the end that was higher than the blindness video because it was going directly to people who um, with ASL literacy would generally, I think in the country. So I'm like, that's, that's a great thing that no one can really be upset at, but that was really missed in the blindness video and like, wasn't even touched on at all, which was like a miss for sure. Yeah. Cause it's not going to be as um, amazing if he were to say that, you know, many thousands, hundreds, millions, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how many people are blind. I should know that, but let's just say thousands of people are blind and live full, meaningful lives, you know, just like as a counter argument to like, instead he wanted to portray this sort of dismal, dark existence, but because of me (laughs) now they can see. Yeah. And it, it it does really touch on that because a, a lot of money went into the video uh of course mm-hmm. for paying for the surgeries but also for the video production itself uh you know it would have cost time and it would have cost money and i think if he had mentioned like like i should have said so he mentioned you know asl in the deafness video braille literacy i'm i'm all for that same with assistive technology uh because i think quite frankly money would be much better spent in that area then uh, mm. yeah you could help well, people with like different conditions as well more and, maybe a broader impact i would say yeah and I yeah. Even, even to research the various blindness conditions that exist and why you know i i have you know my my condition neurodisease is one of the rarest in the world and worldwide there is you know there's probably about 400 500 some odd cases worldwide um, and I would love to have somebody sink a little bit more money into researching what exactly entails the condition, uh, because a lot of people don't know. And a lot of professionals don't know either when parents ask them, oh, my kid has Nori and they're like, uh, what is that? Um, and there's nothing that, you know, they can do to help them because we just don't know enough about it. So, uh, and same with a lot of other conditions that are less known as well. Yeah, I'm guessing that he did do some research and discovered that, you know, this simple procedure, not very costly, affects a ton of people. But the my issue is kind of like, just leave blind out of it. You helped people have cat- cataract surgery. You helped people who could see not have to wear glasses. <laughs> like, let's not call it curing blindness because that's not what it is. But of course, it wouldn't be as sensational. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so I yeah. think that's that's where the that's where the problem is, is that everybody assumes that people who are blind being able to see again, or you know, fixing blindness is this sensational feel good. Oh, look, there's hope for humanity, you know, kind mm-hmm. 
thing in a, and you know and that's not just with blindness that's with disability in general i think mm-hmm. it's kind of reminding me of the whole like i'm blind without my glasses kind of statement like a lot of these folks were wore glasses and you know but they perpetuated it too they were part of the video they they referred to themselves as blind i suppose i don't know i also want to maybe to be fair <laughs> to the people in the video um for that for them it may have been a really uh great thing and it helped them a lot because oh, yeah. like you know it, it is a quick I, I kind of want to say quick fix but in a way it was especially for people who recently lost it and they don't need to go through a lot of rehabilitation and learning to live with a disease or a disorder or anything like that for a long term so i we don't want to necessarily take away from that but it is like the fact that it's so broad and all-encompassing and it's presented as this is blindness and this is what it is and everyone here feels that like it needs to be fixed um, really just, it does a disservice to everything that a lot of blindness um, organizations out there are doing. And, you know, if a little bit of research just would have been helpful and just, mm. um, or consulting experts who are blind or even like other disabled uh, YouTubers, just getting their, their opinion into it, something of a sorts like that, getting a blind person's voice in there would have made a big difference in my opinion, or it would have helped at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. And one guy got a brand new Tesla. I mean, <laughs> what can you say, right? Can't be mad at that. Oh yeah, because he couldn't <laughs> drive before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now he has a life because he has a Tesla. <laughs> and it's specifically a Tesla because mm-hmm. trends. <laughs> Are there some positive aspects of the video? Um, of course, I'm glad that people were able to get the access to that surgery. And I do believe um, personally that healthcare should be free. And I'm glad that, and I think everyone should have access to the medical services that they want. So in that sense, I think good came out of it. And I believe he helped not just people in the States, but people all over the world where poverty might be more an issue. So I think that was a positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like that as well. And, you know, it does, it did bring attention to the fact that, yes, cataracts can be treated and they're not, you know, it's not a complicated life-altering process. It's a 15-minute surgery you can get done um, and it is sad because a lot of people in the developing world do lose all of their vision because they have untreated cataracts, uh, because people don't know how to treat it. And so it, it does it does show kind of, you know, the, the simplicity of, you know, treatment for condition. After the video went viral, did any of you have people sending it to you or asking you, Oh, can you get this surgery? Like, have did it perpetuate sort of misconceptions that oh, maybe there's just a surgery you can do and you wouldn't be blind? I don't think so, but um, I got the oh, maybe this can happen to you someday kind of right. <laughs> I guess encouragement, quote unquote. Um, and then when I tried to kind of, you know, not again. At the end of the day there was a there's a positive impact when I tried to kind of talk about my concerns it was like uh oh you know at the end of the day he's doing something nice so what's the big deal and I'm like well that's why I want to be here because <laughs> I feel like if you talk on the internet it's very difficult to be um civil <laughs> anything so yeah not necessarily like you can do this because I think everyone in my 
immediate circle knows that I don't have cataracts, but mm-hmm. just the maybe hope for one day kind of thing, but it still goes into that. You can be fixed one day. Right. idea. You so, too could have a savior come. And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> like maybe should I message him for you? Stuff like that. So, right. um, I did, I did get Should I miss? That. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was a joke. That wasn't real. Okay. Um, I was like, I, wow, that's, that's I'm a pretty sure that was a joke. I, I hope. Um, but yeah, I did get that little bit of nudging from people. So what would you like to say to Mr. Beast or his team if they were to listen to this podcast? I would definitely like to reiterate the fact that blindness is very nuanced. It's not a one size fits all and it's a spectrum. And that although when you make a YouTube video, you don't have to explain every single detail and it can be hard to talk about blindness in one video, I think just adding some qualifying statements or kind of some disclaimers, um, kind of explaining that you're exploring one aspect and one avenue of vision only. And also just to consult, like um, Clement and Ishta said, people from the community work with different organizations locally and nationally, and just do some surveys. And I think definitely the intention was good, but I think it just fell a bit short. I would probably say just like, hey, blind people are people, dude. Like, it is really awesome that all of these people got this surgery and it was paid for them. But you need to remember that a person is a person regardless of their disability. And you can't just assume that everyone hates being blind and it is really harmful to portray disability as this curse that just takes away your life. You know, it is, you can still have a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's all yeah. Well said. I think uh, Nika and Nina both kind of summarized it pretty well, but I think um, we're not necessarily trying to be hard or attack. Uh, his name is Jimmy. I think his real name, uh, Mr. Beast, but um when you have a platform that's that large and inevitably people are going to see it and he has tra- like his videos get translated to different languages. So it is being spread around the world. Um, you have a lot of responsibility for with the content you put out. Um, of course, like, like Nika said, you don't need to know everything about that topic, but once you make the conscious decision to involve something like blindness and monetize it at the end of the day, um, I think there's a certain level of responsibility to make sure the information you're putting out is accurate and lived experience, like we kind of reiterated, really important in these kind of things. Um, and I hope the feedback you got, um, the crit- like the critical feedback, not the people just being, you know, quite loud and upset, but the critical feedback from the blind community you received. Um, you took into account and any future videos like this um, have that element of research, have that element of consultation. And like Nina said, isn't portrayed as something that's going to take your life away and a horrible thing because many of us have quite good lives and are making great contributions to society and living just happily. So please add that in next time to when you decided, if you decide to do that again. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, everyone else basically already said kind of all of my thoughts, but, you know, the only thing I would add is just, I mean, all, all the observation and, and analysis aside, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for him for wanting to bring happiness to, you know, people who are going through a hard time. And, you know, like Ishta said earlier in the episode, their experiences are valid. You know, yes, you know, most of us and many blind people live very fulfilling and wonderful lives, but it can be jarring to have, you know, your vision go from, you know, really good to, you know, less so. And I think that's, and, and it does feel like loss. And so I'm glad he brought it up, uh, you know, to those people and he was willing to pay for their surgeries. But, you know, like everyone else said, that's not always the case. And I think, you know, it would have been better to flush out some of the nuances that were very much missed um, in this video. Yeah. I, I mean, my takeaway is, is kind of the something so simple and fairly inexpensive should really just be covered for people. So the fact that it yeah. isn't is, is kind of disgusting. Um, and so like, I applaud him for that aspect of like trying to just help a whole bunch of people with really not a lot of money, you know, if you really think about it, I mean, it's all relative. It'd be a lot of money to me, but, <laughs> um, but really, yeah, it's not that it's not that expensive and doesn't take a lot of time and it's not a complicated procedure. So like, why is this even a thing? You know, it should be just something that's, that's available to people. And the fact that it isn't is wrong. And so the fact that he was trying to rectify that is fantastic, but I guess just sort of leave blindness out of it call it what it is would be my request maybe we can add like a plug to if you want to donate to blind beginning <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah good one yes <laughs> uh, we have a very worthwhile uh charity here supporting children and youth who are blind and their families in british columbia and uh yeah mr beast you want to give some donations <laughs> we will use that fun use those funds to help a lot of kids and their families have meaningful lives and reach their full potential all right well thank you guys for for coming to share your feelings and thoughts about the mr beast video really appreciate it thank you for having us for having us You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted, along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca and also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>